fellow fiends. Welcome to another terrifying and delectable episode of Nightmare on Film Street. The horror podcast with zero credibility, but all of the blood, ghouls, and gore. Your puny heart can handle. <laughs> Let's give a grave welcome to our hosts, John and Kim. Hello again, fiends, and welcome to a bonus episode of Nightmare on Film Street. I'm John. I'm Kim. And today we are counting down our top 10 picks from 2018. Yes, we could have up to 20 different movies on this episode. We each picked 10. Neither of us knows what the other picked. All films that we saw for the first time this year that either got a full release or a festival release. This is going to be a fun episode. Yeah, we got a bunch of genre picks, horror movies, festival finds, like you said. And I, I, I will say, we are very much a horror movie podcast, but... When it comes to festivals, you you end up dealing with genre film a lot. So although maybe one or two of my picks may not be specifically horror, I think they are genre related. And uh, I think I, as a horror fan, you'll appreciate them. I, I'm sure you guys know how I stand. I think everything is horror. Everything can be classified <laughs> as horror. All those horror naysayers, you know who you are. If it's dark, if it's weird, if it's if it can be called genre, then it's a horror film to me. And as far as I'm concerned, every single film we're going to mention today is a horror film in one sense or another. Oh, yeah. I, I'd say the ones that are the furthest away still do that thing where you're like, oh, I feel like I'm having a heart attack right now because it's so tense, which I I would say horror for the body. Horror for the soul. Horror soup for the soul. This is just chicken soup for the macabre soul, everybody. Uh. Yeah. Uh. Are those books still around? I don't know. Okay. Well, as if we... Have an aunt in the hospital. You want to kick it off? How are we going to... No. You got mad at me last year for going first because all of us... Like, I got to say a movie that you were picking before you, so I think I think you Did have you to go, start. You went first last year? I'm pretty sure. I remember okay. you getting irritated. All right. Okay. I will go first. We did We did reiterate, so some of these movies are not actually out-out yet. That might be annoying upon first listen. You might be like, what? None of these movies are out. But I think it's going to be fun. There's a bit of a blend. So some of these movies you can check out right now if you haven't already seen them. So you can use it as kind of recommendations. And then the other ones you can kind of have to look forward to in 2019. Yeah, right? Exactly. I, I kind of I don't love the lists that are just movies that are available right now. Because it's just recapping things you've already seen. Like, y yes, I know, everybody's talked about all of the great movies that came to the theater. But I kind of want something else to look forward to. So we're trying to help do that. Well, yeah, and these are a great, like, what did I miss? Or what what should be on my radar from 2018 that wasn't? So, Kim, I don't know if you know this. You are hesitating right now. You're okay. procrastinating. Get on with it. Just rip the bandaid off. Give me your number 10 pick. Okay, so my number 10 pick, my 10th favorite film, favorite genre horror film of 2018 was Unfriended Dark Web. Oh, I, I wrote down Thoroughbreds. <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah, I picked this, uh, I'm sure you guys know, found footage is kind of my soft spot. I thought this was really well executed. It really nails the computer screen vibe. And when you're watching it and knowing it's a film and not actually somebody just on a computer, it is seamless. Mm -hmm. Uh, it also has some really dark serial murdery stuff and, uh, descent and chaos and society and i just loved it oh man like i love that movie i'm so glad it's on your list uh my number 10 spot was was the hardest of this entire list uh because so many films kept going on it and coming off of it because it was the last one that i had and i had a whole handful of movies that i wanted to include unfriended dark web was one of them that kept coming on and unfortunately came off so i'm I'm glad at least collectively between the two of us made the list <laughs> one of us say i has another list my number 10 though terrified oh wow yeah that one's available on shutter right now there's also an english language remake coming which i totally called in my review totally humble bragging but i did totally call it yeah e even though it's uh number 10 on my list though i'd, I'd say probably one of the scarier movies of the entire year very scary. The fucking way that they build some of the scares in this movie is genius. I love how it's presented. It's almost a horror anthology movie that sort of posits an entire neighborhood is haunted rather than just one house. I don't want to say too much, but it is available on Shutter right now if you haven't seen it, and I would highly recommend it. What did you write down? What did you think I was going to well, put? Well, I, I don't want to spoil later films on the list, so I'm just going to say that I did, I did not write that down. That's how we're going to do this? Yeah. You only get to, oh, I totally called it. I didn't call uh, it. Oh, well, then I shouldn't have told you what mine was. You shouldn't have. I, the rules were not clear. It's okay. We were kind of flying by the seat of our Christmas pants. <laughs> okay. Oh, it's me again. <laughs> so my number nine film, you definitely did not write down. Oh. It's Suspiria. I didn't love this film initially. Uh, we revisited it, and I still, I'm, I'm still, I'm totally gonna admit, I still don't love it, uh, but I definitely have a bigger appreciation for it, and I think it was the most discussed film of the year, and I Agreed. think it brought the most conversation. Yep. And films that break out of the mold and make you want to discuss it, I think, deserve some credit, even if you don't necessarily agree with all the decisions it made. So this is probably my least favorite film on the list, but it was the most fun to talk about. And yep. so that's why it made the list. I think it earned it. I think it earned being in the genre picks this year. I had a very hard time not putting it on my list. <gasps> you didn't put it on your list? No. <laughs> you shouldn't it... have said that because I would have guessed that. Uh, As my number nine pick? No, I would have guessed it higher up. I know. I've been talking a lot about it since. And um, it, it was a struggle. This was the hardest movie not to put on my top ten list. Because, yeah, seeing it that second time, I had such a deeper appreciation for it. And I there's going to be no shortage of people telling you to see it. So I'm not necessarily worried like, oh, I got to get the word out on this movie. But yeah, when I was putting this list together, there were just, there were just ten other movies that I liked a lot more. And it, it hurt so much. I had that as my number 10 for so long and eventually just swapped it out. But whatever. It's what honorable mentions are it's for. I'm so talking about it right now as though it's my number 9 pick. It's really funny because you definitely liked it more than me. You definitely still like it more than me. I think that's why I threw my uh, my writing pad away. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You know what it is? It's just that like I have that, that second time around, I kind of like fell in love with 80% of that movie. But in the end, yeah, there is there is a lot to talk about and chew on with this one. And I think we don't get movies like that all the time. And so I appreciate it. I, yeah. I'm giving it a nod. But moving on, my number nine pick, uh, and Kim can go ahead and guess this if she likes. My number nine pick is 
Overlord. Okay. All right. I love this movie. I thought it was fucking crazy. I thought it was absolutely nuts. And despite the fact that it's not horror whatsoever, except for the horrors of war. It's horror. The, the, the opening. No, I meant the opening 20 minutes. Oh. Like the first half of that movie is just a war movie. And it's some of the craziest, scariest shit that I've ever seen. And if it doesn't get an Oscar for sound design, I, I am removing myself from the Academy. <laughs> You're just, I'm stripping my name off the wall. Yeah. I don't want to be a member of this club anymore. Like, sir, can you please get out of the lobby? No, I'm writing my name down and I'm stripping it. (laughs) I didn't write anything down because I I am having a really big blank on movies that aren't on my list. Yeah, right. That's okay. I'm not, uh, I'm not, I've I've stopped writing stuff down as well. Okay, so my I'm just going to try and figure out what your, like, your number, your top two movies are. Yeah, but you're going to know what they are. Okay, tell you what, I I will just write down what I think is your number one movie. Let's leave it at that. I'm going to write your number one movie. It's really between two movies. I'm just wondering, like, which is your number two and which is your number one? Yeah, I'm trying to figure that okay. out. Okay. I'm going, I'm going with the, the bolder choice because I think that was what you did. Okay. So my number eight pick, number eight on my list is Tumbad. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, I love your list. Yeah. Every um, movie that I just, I was not brave enough to put on mine is on <laughs> yours. This is a great list. Uh, so Tumbad is a really cool fable story. It's about, well, I, I can't even talk about what it's about because it's such a surprise when it comes, but it's got elements of fantasy and folklore and it it's interwoven with a dysfunctional family story and it's just such a fun watch and it was one of my favorite festival finds of this year so you know kim has the greatest poker face i just want to say because occasionally (laughs) i'll bring i'll bring movies up be like man can you remember how great tumbad was she's like yeah you know like (laughs) that's it and i'm like oh i guess you didn't like it all that much it's just because she wants to trick me at the end of the year and and, and, yeah my list (laughs) oh man this is good i wish i was better i literally gave away two of my picks 20 minutes ago without even realizing it yeah in the car he was just talking about synopsis and i was just sitting there quietly on my phone yeah like oh so now i know what you what you picked dumbad is a great movie and it like your traditional folklore stories no one is safe you know what I mean? Like, it, it doesn't necessarily follow a set pattern of like, oh, your main character is always going to be okay, and children can never be hurt. Um, but once you get into like the old world folklore, you realize that the world is cruel. Yeah, and that's kids exactly, are like yeah. first targets. <laughs> <laughs> great pick, great pick. My number eight pick, though which I think pairs perfectly with Overlord, is Lee Winnell's Upgrade. Cool. I love Very this movie. Cool. We, we, un, you know, we only saw it once at, uh, at the Overlook Film Festival. We didn't get a chance to see it in the theater when it was released in Canada. And if you haven't had a chance, please. It's available on Blu-ray right now. If you have a Best Buy gift certificate burning a hole in your Christmas stocking right now, uh, I would absolutely recommend spending it on this movie. It is wild it looks fucking great and it's like every super cool high concept sci-fi movie that you saw from the 80s um that's like really simple and focuses on a small story while there's a bigger world outside of it it feels like a much bigger movie than it is and And, uh, to to interrupt you like all those concepts and whatever are great that sounds fun super not interested in sci-fi stuff (laughs) but the action sequences alone how well they're directed and how well What's the name of the lead actor? Logan Marshall Green. Logan Marshall Green. If you remember, he plays the Jesus-type character in The Invitation, the really quiet (laughs) horror drama. 
And seeing him in such a role that requires such physicality and it's totally directed every second, every movement, it's fucking cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure you guys are familiar with it. He is, he's paralyzed from the neck down, but with the assistance of STEM technology, he's he's able to have control of his body again. And to watch him react to his own body just like tearing people apart is insane because the the face acting has to be completely different from the the bodily actions bodily actions that doesn't make sense the muscular movements yeah okay it's cool (laughs) such a good movie what number are we at seven seven all right my number seven is definitely not on your list um because i don't think you loved it as much as i did Mm mm-hmm Bad Times at the El Royale. Yeah. I'll let you talk about it. I just thought it was super fun. It's kind of a crime ensemble thriller, and it's definitely set with a vibe that I'm totally about. It's got that cool, like, 50s heyday, but it's definitely not in its heyday anymore, so it's got a little bit of that dirt and grime, and it's, um, a lot of people are calling it Quentin Tarantino light, and I am totally fine with that. I like a light dose of Quentin Tarantino, (laughs) and this movie was definitely that. Yeah, I, I don't know that that really does the movie any favors, but I, I do think it, it explains exactly what you're in for to say that it's Quentin Tarantino light. It's its own thing, so I, I don't necessarily love saying that. Yeah, um, it's hard to describe it any other way, though, because Quentin Tarantino has definitely claimed the crime ensemble film yeah, and sort of, of like this the late decade se- generation yeah. sort of thing. Exactly. The set pieces in this movie are great. The performances are awesome. The music is killer. Uh, especially given awesome. especially given that one character does a lot of the singing in the scenes it's it's so great um music wise oh i wasn't super in love with it story wise no i love it but it's a good movie it was really fun my number seven however also a crime movie david robert mitchell's under the silver lake wow you thought it'd be higher in the list we have had different movies so far the entire time yeah that's a really good point this is such a surprise we're only halfway we're we're not even halfway through the list though this could uh, roll over i know but it's a very that's a surprise i'm surprised you didn't think that would be on there no okay i don't know I don't know. I, I don't know what I was thinking. I, I will honestly say, I was surprised that this was only at number seven. When we when we saw this movie at Fantasia, uh, I was like, fuck, yes, best movie of the year. Holy shit, I love this. I, I am constantly obsessed with film noir, especially this year. And I think this movie oh, is man. to thanks for it. Like, oh, since, man. Since we saw this movie, I have been watching. Noir every day. Oh, noirs <laughs> forever. Noirs at every meal. Like, that's, that's the diet that I'm on right now. A noir a day keeps the noirs present. Yeah, it's great. It's driving Kim nuts, but I'm loving it. It is, because then after he's like, remember that one where they robbed the, the bank or whatever? And I was like, what? <laughs> you mean all of them? What? Like, it was the 70s one. We watched it yesterday. And I was like, what? So this this movie is is super awesome. If you love movies set in Hollywood, if you love movies about movies or just like weird mysteries, if you love that L.A. hard-boiled noir, this is 100% for you. But th- this movie uh, has had such a strange release in... It was originally scheduled for summer, then it got pushed to December. It's since been pushed to April of 2019. But I will say uh, that there was a rumor going around the movie was being cut and reworked and changed. Uh, Apparently that's not true. So the version that we've seen that we fell in love with, or at least I did... Uh, is uh, I liked it. it should be the the version you're seeing in April, and I would absolutely recommend it. If David Robert Mitchell doesn't sound familiar, he is the writer director of It Follows, uh, and while this isn't as horror-y, it is such a cool follow up. And um... <laughs> thanks for that, Kim. I'm sorry. 
thought there was more in there. <laughs> also in its own way, very Tarantino-esque. It borrows from so many classic films without without seeming like it's... Ripping. <laughs> so my number six pick is definitely going to be the first film that has a list crossover. I know okay. a thousand percent that this is on your list. All right. Has to be on your list because of how much we talked about it this year. Mm-hmm. My number six pick is Lose. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Only number six, eh? <laughs> okay. We've talked about it a lot. It's a really broken down exorcism film. It doesn't have the whole Catholic church aspect and it's very isolated and small and creative and explores how to tell and convey a story and different alternate timelines without ever leaving the timeline you're in. And I mm. I thought it was a really well-executed film. Yeah, I, I have not stopped thinking about this movie since we saw it. I want to watch it again. Like, I'm yes. so bugging to see it again. Yeah, I, I, I saw it at a small screening. I, I dragged Kim out to it. We almost saw it again in Texas. Uh, I will continue to watch this movie over and over. And it's only like 70 minutes. It's trimmed of all fat. It's super, super great. It has this 80s aesthetic that I think is awesome. 70s. And- 70s. Okay. Uh, I'll fight you. It's 70s. It's an early 80s aesthetic. I will fight you. It is 70s. (laughs) And um, and like to sum it up real simply, it's a possession movie that takes place mostly under hypnosis. Like, oh, fuck. There's so much good in this movie. I don't have a bad thing to say about it. Yeah, I don't think this one's out yet. I think it's still doing its festival fun stuff. It's scheduled for a first quarter release. No specific date, but uh, earlier in 2019. So that's great. While it's all wet and damp, you get to see a really cool possession movie. Yeah. I mean, cold weather is is ideal. Oh, yeah. This is demon time. (laughs) My number six pick, which I think will also be a list crossover, uh, is Chang Dun Lee's Burning. Starring Stephen Young from The Walking Dead, adapted from a Haruki Murakami short story. I love Haruki Murakami, but this movie is fucking incredible. This movie is, it has so many layers in it, and uh, I, I really don't think we should talk about it too much. Yeah. Other than to say a a young man meets a girl from his past who he starts to fall in love with until she meets someone else. And then there's like this third wheel aspect but there's some interesting dynamics in who's getting pleasure from it and who's um suffering it, there's oh it's it's a really slow burn movie it's almost i think it's three hours long it's pretty close yeah yeah but it's totally worth it and you will be rewarded for paying attention yeah i think i'm either i think i'm borrowing this from somebody else i'm almost positive i heard somebody else describe it this way uh that it's Oh no no! It's in the movie. They talk about it a lot. How it's 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 kind of like a modern Great Gatsby, uh, as if it were directed by Alfred Hitchcock. Almost, it's very Hitchcockian, and yes, a very slow burn, very rewarding movie, very rewarding on a second watch, I'm sure. Um, and to be honest, I owe Kim a lot of credit for the love that I have for this movie Yay! because she watched it and saw a completely different movie than I did. Uh, and while I I like them both. Uh, she was on a whole other level with this movie. I feel really bad because that night at the bar, we saw this at uh, Fantastic Fest. I just like unloaded that movie on like 12 different people. And I was like, this is what it means. I hope I'm right because they were probably, they probably left that conversation being like, what the fuck? I think the movie is very, <laughs> uh, very open-ended. I think you are supposed to figure that movie out a little bit. Mm-hmm. But it's all there. It, it's 100% all there. 
and this movie I know is playing in select theaters right now. Might be a little harder to find, but um, I do know a theater very close to us uh, in Toronto is playing it, so chances are a major city near you is probably playing this right now, and I would highly encourage you to go check it out. All right, so my number five pick. Five Half- <laughs> horror films. Halfway through the list. <laughs> we should have made this a top 12. Oh, oh well. Yeah. That's too much work. Yeah. It's too much stress. I don't know, though. I would have had Suspiria on this list if I had 12. <laughs> um, so this is another definite... I think we've reached cross the crossover point. I think this is the threshold. Where we're going to be talking about the same movies. Um, I'm pretty sure I got one or two on here that might not be on your list, though. My number five? Yeah. Mandy. Oh, really? My number five is Mandy. Is it? Yep. Yay! High five. High five. Twins. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Mandy's just a really cool film. It is washed in hot pink, and it is rage cage at his finest oh, and honestly. totally like warranted like oh, the yeah. first time it's ever made complete and utter and perfect sense yeah. and like i've emoted along with him oh yeah uh it's badass it's confusing not confusing it's confounding mm. i feel like this movie just breaks all filmmaking conventions maybe not all it's it's it has beats that it follows that other movies also do but it's like this movie doesn't really begin for an hour and it goes to such crazy plays. Like, if you really say, oh, this is a revenge movie, the revenge portion of this movie is 20 minutes at the end. Mm-hmm. It is It is so much just, like, steeping yourself in the world that it's in. And, yeah, it's just bathed in red and pink. And it is such a psychedelic trip to watch. And, yeah, I, I think this movie is is some of the best use of Nicolas Cage Ever. Yeah. And one of the things too that I really appreciated it is I I was really pumped on seeing this like hard rock and roll movie. I almost thought I was going to be walking into like a, a revenge movie with like a kick ass rock and roll, like Satan fingers twist. And the fact that it's so slowed down and like it's it's a very chill movie mm-hmm. that we don't get to experience films like that anymore. Uh, they don't make them like that. Nope. Films have to keep like a certain action level throughout the entire thing. And to go and see a movie that wasn't afraid to take its time in the movie theater was like a really refreshing experience. Yeah, because like sure you'd be able to to have a movie that's an experience that you're supposed to let wash over you on an indie release on VOD or something. But to go to the movie theater and see that was incredible. Yeah, like especially when we're in this world where we're always on Twitter, we're always on Instagram, we're, we're clicking between Facebook, we always have our phones in our faces. This accelerated culture. <laughs> but you know what I mean? To go and watch a movie that that is like, you know what, we're gonna, we're gonna hit pause. You know where we're going, you know mm-hmm. where this is headed, and like we're just gonna like languish in this. Yeah. And I really liked it. Absolutely. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. 
Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. So we, I guess we should skip order. You know, We know that was both our fives. Yep. Do you want to go four? No. Oh, you want me to go first now? Okay. All right. We'll skip order a little bit. My number four, a movie that is definitely not on Kim's list, but only because she hasn't seen it yet. And <laughs> holy shit, am I going to make her see it? The Standoff at Sparrow Creek. Now, I think I've already established that I love film noir. No. This is the <laughs> pitch blackest film noir there is. Like that gut punch you have at the end of Chinatown or Blowout. Like this is exactly like that. I, it is a heart attack in a can. Like it's, it's, in, <laughs> it's insane how tense this movie is. And honestly, it's tense with nothing. It's all dialogue. It's all steeped in paranoia. It's all what these characters are. Are assuming is happening it is so fucking brilliant and it's insane that this is his first movie uh, it's a release from Cinestate, uh who you will definitely know from brawl and cell walk 99 and puppet master it follows a small militia that have just received word that a police funeral was fired upon by some crazed gunman they all meet together at their at a lumber yard where they're also storing their grenades and their guns to figure out and make sure that none of them's responsible for it And they're fairly certain they aren't until they realize that one of their guns is missing, which means one of them lied and one of them is definitely the gunman. (gasps) And they need to figure out who it was before they all go to jail. This Uh, is like an Agatha Christie action movie. It is so fucking good. (laughs) I, I cannot stress to you how incredible this movie is. And I, I will say my top five, like Mandy onward, all of these movies could be number one. And it's, it's so hard not to make this movie or Mandy or my next movie my number one pick. They are all my number one pick. I'm just delving them out to you or just doling them out to you in a different order. This movie is fucking incredible. I really underestimated the films that you've seen that I haven't seen because I totally pegged Mandy as your number one. That's what Oh, I wrote did down. you? Yeah. You want to take another shot? I'll give you another shot. Uh, well, I, well, I know what my, my second pick is definitely now. Right. <laughs> is it? Yep. Uh, so my number four oh, pick. Oh, sorry, sorry. Oh. Um, the standoff at Sparrow Creek is coming early January. Uh, so like next week, basically. You've got two weeks to get prepared. And oh boy. If you can see this movie in the theater, I highly recommend I say that about every movie. But <laughs> but I mean, to sit in a room in just complete darkness, like I, I think the tension and the paranoia of this movie really settles in in an unfamiliar environment like a movie theater. But either way, please tweet at me when you see this movie. I need to know what you thought. Okay, and my number four pick uh, you had already guessed it pretty early on. You didn't put it high enough on the list. My number four was Thoroughbreds. Oh, I'm very glad it's on your list, though. Yeah, it really stuck with me. It's a really simple, kind of quiet, horror-ish story. It follows two girls who are kind of forced to be friends, and they're um, affluent and bored, basically. <laughs> One of them is maybe psychopathic, and they together plot something devious, and it's all about learning who these girls are. I love this film particularly because of how it's kind of staged. It feels like a um, a stage play where you're just watching two characters, and we're in these full, rich sets. It's filmed in these really nice houses, but it could very well just be filmed on a student stage with absolutely nothing, and you kind of get the same thing because it's it's not about where they are. It's it's about these two girls and only these two girls, and I loved it. So it's it's interesting too because it was intended as a play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's oh, if you guys haven't seen it yet, it's so great. And I think the last on-screen appearance from Anton Yelchin. I think so, yeah. It was filmed, like, it wasn't the last thing he filmed, but it was the, it's the last thing, I think, released. Mm. 
and it's great like he he's a complete oh, he scene is, stealer and everything great. he's in oh he's it's and it's a character like you haven't seen him play before yeah he's such a pathetic character like we all know that guy who's just yeah it's like everybody went to high school with that guy like the second you see him you you have so much baggage you can just unload on this character <laughs> that's great all right we're in top three character top three top three country here we go number three for me Ari Aster's Hereditary. Oh my god. I know, but like I said, all of these movies could be my number one. Okay, Every let's, single see, one let's hear it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I mean, I, th- th- there is no performance in this movie that is bad. We, we've seen it twice in the theater. We've both read the screenplay. Is that bad to say? No. <laughs> okay. No, I think everybody's read the screenplay. Oh man, it's so great. Like, I, I, If there was a novelization... I would read the novelization. You know what, though? I have to commend the cut that they finally got down to because the scenes that they cut ca- they cut out were definitely what I would have cut out. Agreed. I, I, I think some of the stuff that's that's in the screenplay that didn't make it to the screen, uh, good scenes, but not entirely needed. Yeah, I just, I love how much this film withholds and how much it tells you and when it decides to do those things. And some of those extra scenes, I think, added... A little extra knowledge that it's it's more fun to play in that realm of like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. And it's crazy to me that people didn't love this movie as much as I thought they would. It's a very slow burn. It's my biggest disappointment of 2018 that the world just like everybody just didn't love this movie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like outside of um, the inciting incident of the movie, if you, if you haven't seen it, um, there aren't jump scares. And I'm fine with that because this movie is just dread and it's a story about loss and mourning and grief and how it travels from person to person and it's fucking crazy i love that this movie is just this crescendo of doom like it just gets worse and worse and worse and uh i think it's like scientifically built to be as scary and unsettling as un as scary and unsettling as possible and the score is great uh something mm-hmm. that i pay attention to the second time like holy shit the score in this movie is amazing and like fucking that house is great yeah like the cinematography the performances from fucking literally everybody alex wolf oh, should get an oscar so good. tony collette should get an oscar even gabriel the- Byrne. yeah like oh, everybody everybody he he honestly i think he's um overlooked in this movie the most underestimated like we've seen how many times have we seen it now? we've seen this a few times yeah and now every time i watch it i try to watch a different thing the last time i saw it i just watched it from his character's perspective and like fuck does he have a doozy going on oh (laughs) yeah and just he he's holding it together trying to be like the rock of the family when like everything is just like descending and he doesn't get any time to himself to like to deal with what he's dealing with oh man it's so great and but yeah, I, I I could just as easily bump this up to number two or one. I love this movie a lot, but I got to stick with it at number three. And I got two good movies coming. <laughs> uh, so my number three film, you had already put it on your list. It is Burning. Yeah. yeah. I, I had a feeling you'd put this a little higher than me. Oh, it's so good. So good. Uh, there's not really much else I can say about it that we didn't already talk about, but just that it... I love how ambiguous it is, and there's so many puzzle pieces that that don't quite fit together but then they do sort of fit together and you're suspicious the whole movie and you don't really have any outright reasons why mm-hmm. and unfortunately you're you're so rooting for the lead character because he's actually a really decent okay guy and what plays out is just so off but not 
but not off enough to like phone the police. Like it is. Yeah. Oh, it it's a it's a good movie. <laughs> it's a really good movie. So my number two. Sorry that uh, see this this is the worst when you have two separate lists. Because I know you stole all the things I had to talk about. <laughs> I mean, hey, you helped talk about it with me earlier. That's true, that's so true. I mean, you got your moment to shine. My number two pick, though. I have a feeling this might be what you wrote down. Tillman Singers lose. Nope. No, that's not what you wrote down. Okay. No, I was completely wrong on your top list. Oh, okay, that's fine. So yes, uh, again, I don't know that there's necessarily much more I can say that we haven't already said. This movie is amazing. I think it's my new favorite possession movie. Uh, and like Kim said, I think it might be because there's no Catholic priests that are just that just have to pray just a little harder to win. But uh, this movie's brilliant. Um, it also doesn't have mother's love, which is another important factor right? when somebody's possessed by anything. I don't think I have mother's love anywhere on this list. And Hereditary, I think, is mother's love. Mm, mother's love does not save the day. I know. <laughs> right? Oh, God. So dark. I love that movie. But yes, lose. Keep an eye out for it. You know, actually, you may have, uh, it may sound familiar. It is in Sam Zimmerman's Festival Finds in the first edition of Fangoria. Uh, I think he also mentions Murder Me Monster, which is very fucking weird. But lose. Uh, hopefully that means that it's coming to Shudder at some point. If, oh. if the curator is picking it out as a great movie he saw on the festival circuit this year. But regardless, keep an eye out for it. I really don't think you'll be disappointed. My number two pick mm-hmm. is The Guilty. Yeah, oh yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah, I I didn't know if you were going to put it on your list um, because it, it's definitely the least horror-y of the the bunch but uh this is definitely an emotional film and i really enjoyed it follows a cop who's kind of been temporarily demoted to a 911 operator and it follows him on one night with one particular call and it is gut-wrenching oh it's so hard to watch yeah so fucking good and how the story unfolds and most of it is done in your imagination because you're just getting voices a lot of people you don't ever get faces to match with those voices and it plays out across his face Mm -hmm. yeah I i i honestly i think would not have been hard and wouldn't have been surprised from anybody else this movie would have cut away from that room but to its credit, it stays just with that main character. It's it's so brilliantly put together. And I think it's even darker because we don't see anything else on the other side of that call. And it works so well for the story because this is a man who is used to action. He's like a jump first, ask questions later kind of guy. He's a cop. He's in action. The fact that he's locked in this room and he cannot do anything is unbearable for him. Mm-hmm. And... Fuck, it's a good movie. It's, it's a great movie. <laughs> it's a very, very good movie. Um, I, You know, I would have loved to have included it on my list. And th- there's a few other ones kind of like it. But I started putting these movies down. And I'm like, man, the, uh, none of these are horror movies yet. And <laughs> at some point, I had to start taking them out. And honestly, I knew it was a guarantee that it was going to be in your top 10. So oh, I, I, I wrote it. I think it was the second film I wrote down. Yeah. I Well, I wrote, for, I did mine the opposite way that you did. I wrote my first list, my first film. And then I was like, okay, what's my second film? And then my third film. And then I nothing moved once I wrote it down. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, absolutely nothing moved. I uh, I labored over mine. Because, <laughs> like, I, I don't know. Like, there's so many good movies. I would love to include them all. And depending on how I feel one day or the other, I, I can swap them in and swap them out. I guarantee if I look at this list again tomorrow, I'm going to be like, oh, shit, I should have moved this around. I should have included that. Also, The Guilty, uh, available right now. You can watch it right now. You can rent it. Uh, buy it. Um, but it is available. Definitely check it out. Oh, totally. Totally. And it's it like date night movie, like watch it with your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your dog. <laughs> yeah, you want to see the love, you want to see your loved ones cry? 
Put it on. Yeah, you need an emotional support group for this one. So. How, how are you going to know you're dating a psychopath if you don't make them, if you really don't try and force that cry out of them? Yeah, like, but don't watch it in front of anybody that you don't want to cry in front of. So, like, don't have a bro night and then. Oh, God. <laughs> my number one film, and I would not have expected to put a zombie movie on my number one, but my number oh my one God. movie is One Cut of the Dead. Guys, this is the greatest movie I have ever seen. I, I, at the beginning of every year, if you told me January 1st, hey, the end of this year, you're going to have a zombie movie in your top 10, anywhere in my top 10, I would have said, you don't know what you're talking about. There is no way I'm putting a zombie movie in my top 10 because I'm so sick of them. Guys, this is- Two zombie movies on your top 10. What's my second zombie movie? Overlord. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's a good zombie movie. (laughs) Hey, I mean, two years ago, my favorite, one of my favorite movies, if not my favorite movie was Train to Busan. And much in the same way of Train of Busan, this is not just a zombie movie. It is, oh man, how do I even describe this movie? This movie is definitely best seen with little knowledge, I'll say. But the idea of it is that a small film crew has gotten together to shoot a really low budget B zombie movie. But surprise, they start getting attacked by real zombies. But it's it's not just that it's also a story about family getting together and just like achieving their goals it's about just like not compromising your vision and your artistic integrity when everything says that you should it's like a crazy feel-good movie of the year but it's also it's also a movie about filmmaking it's it's like a love letter to b movies and everything awfully good and now that i'm thinking about it the fact that shape of water was my number one pick last year uh, I'm a bit of a softy, I think. This, <laughs> this movie's super surprising, and uh, a friend of ours at Fantastic Fest said, hey, I, I really love the beginning, and then I really didn't love it, and then I was back to really, really, really loving it, and I think that's the roller coaster you're supposed to take with this movie. It has such weird decisions, and it goes down, like, the strangest uh, alleyways of, of its story, but it comes back around in, like, just, like, the greatest movie possible, uh, I, I don't know when it's coming out, but please keep an eye out for One Cut of the Dead. I think it's like one of the greatest movies I've ever seen. I had no idea this was even going to be on your list, let alone on the top of your list. Yeah. It was very hard not to pick any of the other movies I mentioned as my number one, but wow. this movie's incredible. Okay, so my number one pick, I'm sure you guys all know, it is the only film that I have not mentioned yet. Yep. It is Hereditary. I was going to show you my handwriting right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I originally had uh, Mandy as your number one and Hereditary as your number two. But yeah, Hereditary just blew me away. It exceeded all my expectations. It was the most dreadful movie I saw this year. It was tense. It was uncomfortable. And I think it was scary from the first moment to the last. And it built horror in a way that I think modern horror films don't really, like a way that modern horror films don't really use much anymore anymore and it I don't know the whole what the fuck moment that you have throughout the film is so carefully crafted and the pressure and the weight that they put on you without really understanding what's going on Mm -hmm. you know it's all going to come to a head but you don't know how or why or what um and it's fuck it's such a good movie and probably one of my favorite movie theater experiences this year it was like you said just absolutely unsettling from beginning to end I think part of that might have been just, like, the hype machine that came with it. But, yeah, from moment one, it was scary. And I was completely 
it, like the movie just like grabbed me by the shoulders and shook me at points. It's a great, great pick. pick. Yeah. Great pick. <laughs> Um, do you want to do some quick honorable mentions? I do. My honorable mentions, just to rattle off a few that we've already mentioned. Uh, Suspiria, obviously. Uh, the Guilty, Thoroughbreds, Unfriended Dark Web, all movies I wish I could have included on my list. But my my big honorable mentions that no one has discussed yet. Uh, Bloodfest, super fun movie. Uh, set in an amusement park that's a real-life horror movie. You guys will absolutely love it. Puppet Master, The Littlest Reich. Just some of the wildest craziest kills that I've seen all year. Pure bad taste. Absolute awesome midnight movie. And uh, one last honorable mention, uh, a very odd film. It's like a sci-fi western. It's called Prospect. Honestly, I think it'd be a good double bill with Mandy, to be perfectly honest. Mm. But probably the least horror on this entire list. Uh, Some of my honorable mentions, Apostle, which is on Netflix, so I'm sure a lot of you guys have seen it. Uh, Ghost Stories, which I think came out the beginning of this year. Oh, yeah, Ghost Stories. Yeah, that was a really fun one. Dans la Brume, which is a French film, kind of a weird fog type film. It's about family love. Um, (laughs) A Quiet Place, which was just a really interesting uh, theater experience. Yeah. Overlord, for all of the reasons John put it on his list. Uh, The Wind, which is a really quiet, subtle prairie horror, which I'm totally all about. Yeah. And The Scythian, which I've tweeted about a bunch of times, is a really badass adventure movie. It's uh, It's been released as The Last Warrior. Thanks, John. But, uh, <laughs> but yes, The Scythian is how you may also find reviews and photos of it. You know, I have to say, we did a pretty good job um, having separate lists. <laughs> I have to say. Let's just pat no, ourselves No, I'm the just back. saying that, like, we had a good variety. I was surprised how few crossovers we had. Yeah, I think last year it was almost the same list, yeah. right? Yeah. We saw over a hundred genre films that were released this year. A mm-hmm. hundred new genre films. Yeah. I can't, I can't remember the exact number. I think it was, like, 120 or something. That's, but, like, that's on, that's on top of all of the 70s movies and the 40s Like, DVDs noirs. we put in. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's just movies we saw at festivals and in movie theaters and screeners and stuff. Like, I think that's crazy. But let us know what your top films of 2018 were, uh, what you loved this year, what fell under your radar. Tweet at us at NOFS Podcast. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash groups slash horror fiends of NOFS. And we also have a subreddit. It is reddit.com slash r slash nightmare on film street. Before we go, one last real quick question. What movie are you most looking forward to in 2019? Ooh. Um, what movie am I most looking forward to? In 2019. I'm going to go with Pet Cemetery. Yeah. And you know, I wouldn't have said that before the trailer, mm-hmm. but that trailer is amazing. It is one of the most well done modern horror trailers. I almost put it on my top 10 movies of 2018 list. <laughs> Just the trailer. Yeah, it was, it's so good. It's so well done. The, the sound, like the sound design and the, um, the cuts and stuff and the kid, the kids with the fucking animal masks, like, uh, so good. So excited. When I think about, uh, like I definitely want to see Dragged Across Concrete because I fucking love everything Sinistate does. Three from Hell's probably coming out sometime next year. And Rob Zombie's uh, yeah? always interesting. But I'm going to call it right now. The movie I am most looking forward to is is not Pet Cemetery. Uh, it is not It Chapter 2. It is the movie that has definitely not been announced and may not come out in 2019, but I'm fucking betting on it. Halloween 2. That's not going to be out in 2019. You don't think so? No. Didn't they announce Halloween 1 like January of 2018? <laughs> Yeah, but they had a screenplay written and they had Jamie Lee Curtis signed on for it. Yeah, I guess that helps. <laughs> 2020, maybe. Yeah, probably. Three from Hell, then. Very much looking forward to Three from Hell. 
I hope you guys enjoyed this bonus episode. Uh, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and thank you for sticking with us through 2018 if you just joined us this year. Thank you for subscribing and listening. You're cool. You're awesome. We love you you guys. Yeah, thank you for being a fiend. But that's it for us this year. Oh my god! That last last podcast of 2018. I'm John. I'm Kim. Stay Stay creepy. It appears you made it out alive. Just long enough to tell the tale of the nightmare on Film Street. Ow! Help us grow the horde. Leave a review on iTunes or wherever you subscribe. Continue this week's conversation on Twitter by following at NOFS Podcast. And as always... More terror can be found lurking on our website, www.nightmareonfilmstreetpodcast.com. Until next week, stay creepy, fiend.